I've been asked by several people, why do I yell when I teach and preach? Well, I guess you could say that I come from the old school of Baptist preachers. Let me explain. The denomination I grew up in, uh, most of the people that I went to church with, the older generation, came from Kentucky and West Virginia. Now, their ancestors came over from, you know, places like Germany and England and things of this nature. And so the preachers who came out from the hills of Kentucky and West Virginia, when they preached, a lot of times they yelled. Well, first of all, way back when, they didn't have a PA system, so they had to raise their voice in order to be heard, and also on the hopes that the acoustics within the building they were in was good enough to carry their voice to the very back of the establishment. But not only did they yell in order to be heard, but they yelled because of charismaticism. Now, I'm not talking about speaking in tongues and rolling around on the ground, but somebody being passionate and charismatic about the message, being excited about the message. Now, we all know little kids, when they get excited about something, they come running up to the adult and, 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 and they're all breathless and, and they're talking like this. And, and then they start, they, their, their voice raises several octaves because they're so excited about what they're going to tell you. And in the same vein, I, as a minister of God, a preacher of the Word, am very excited about what I read in the Word, very excited about proclaiming the gospel, the good news, which is in the Word of God, very excited about the revelations and the things that I've learned and discovered from the Word of God, and I get excited like a little kid, and I just raise my voice. Also, another reason I yell sometimes when I preach or teach is not only because I'm charismatic and passionate about the subject, but also because of conviction. Because I'm resolute and in, in the conviction and the belief of what I'm teaching is right, and I want that conviction to be conveyed when I speak. And a lot of times when somebody is very resolute about something, their voice will lower an octave and they'll kind of pound on something for emphasis and they'll say, this is this and this is that and this is the way it is because they're so solid in their beliefs. It's as if the tone and, and cadence of their voice is, is emphasis on how solid and resolute their stance is on an issue, their opinion, their belief is on an issue. That's another reason that I yell. And sadly, today, we have not been raised in, um, in an environment or haven't been raised in a culture where people are familiar with that type of delivery. A lot of people nowadays, because they have not been in the presence of old school Baptist preachers, they are used to the more um, business approach of delivery, the more oratory, uh, collegiate, academic style of delivery, the, the um, uh, live your best life type of conference, the, the self-help guru type of delivery, which is more of a conversation behind a podium than it is what I understand to be preaching. And because people of this generation are far removed from the old school style of preaching, sometimes people misunderstand preachers like myself when we yell.
They think that we are being angry. They think that we are being militant. They think that we are being judgmental and accusatory uh, because they liken it to a parent yelling to a child because they see the minister as an authoritative figure. And when they yell, they see themselves as the child who doesn't know as much and they feel as if they're being scolded or reprimanded by preaching that comes out in charismatic convicted yelling and that's not the case at all another thing is that a lot of people in these recent generations have grown up in very dysfunctional homes and families where that's how the parents communicated with the children is by yelling and it was always negative, it was always fearful, it was always hurtful, it was always harmful. So they project uh, what their parents, how their parents communicated with them, and they transfer that onto the minister who is speaking to them and assume that they're acting as a spiritual parent and are yelling in a negative way in the same way to them. That's not the case. That's not the case at all. I never preach to one individual, I preach to the crowd. I never point somebody out and just focus all uh, my conviction and charismaticism on that person in a negative way as if to say, you're not good enough, you don't measure up, you're doing this wrong, you need to change, you need to do this right. That is a misconception upon the recipient of the preaching of the preacher. And so the, it, it lies within the individual to understand where the preacher is coming from and to remove that connotation of negativity and of dysfunctionality that they understand uh, and, and, and infer upon the minister. I hope I'm making sense to you. Now, there are other scenarios and situations in life where people are getting yelled at and they don't mind. Case in point. If you're a part of a hockey or football team, the coach is going to yell at you. He's going to yell at you, yes, because he's passionate, because he's resolute in his convictions and what he believes and what he's saying. But he also yells at you because he's mad at you, because he wants you to smarten up, because he wants you to do things a certain way that you're not doing. So he kind of does yell in a negative way, but yet the players on the team don't get their feelings hurt and go away crying and saying, well, I'm not going to play on this team anymore and I'm not going to listen to them anymore. They understand, okay, this is what we've got to do to win the game. So they don't take offense to a coach yelling at them. When somebody enlists in the military and the drill sergeant yells at them, it's definitely not in an edifying, uh, um, instructive way. It's in a condemning way so as to break uh, the the uh, private to break the person in boot camp in order to break them down to where they have no will of their own and they're able to be instructed and receive instructions and to be built up as the drill sergeant dictates. It's, it's in the vein of breaking a wild stallion, of breaking a horse. And that's the way the drill sergeant comes about. But the enlisted soldier doesn't cry boo-hoo and get all offended and their feelings hurt because of the drill sergeant because they understand this is the way it is. They understand the purpose and what the drill sergeant is doing. So they take it and they don't get offended by it. So in these two cases of a coach and a drill sergeant should be taken almost in the same way as a preacher. 
the person receiving the preaching should not take offense at the preacher when his voice is raised and it goes up a few octaves or goes down a few octaves in a very authoritative, passionate, convicting, charismatic way. I assure you, as a preacher, I'm not yelling at you. As And I assure you, as a preacher, I'm not condemning anyone or being angry. I'm just expressing passion about what I'm saying, excitement about what I'm saying, charisma about what I'm saying, and conviction and belief and faith and resoluteness in what I'm saying. And I want to verbally somehow transmit that to the hearer in the way I deliver the message. Now, yes, I'm old school. I come from the old school, dying out dinosaur breed of preachers, but I'm not as old school as you might think. At least I don't hack. <laughs> and I'm not talking about like a computer hacker, and I'm not talking about a hack like somebody who's a lazy bum, and I'm not talking about a hack as in a life tip. When I'm referring to hacking in regards to preaching, there were preachers that preached long-winded and in one run-on sentence and they preached so long fast and hard that they had a hard time catching their breath so when they would speak they would say bless god we pray that god comes to us and and, and it, they would be or that is called hacking with every other word they would either breathe breathe in they would inhale or exhale and that was called hacking not only that, preachers were so hard and passionate about their preaching, a lot of times they had two handkerchiefs. One to wipe their mouth and nose because of the snot and spittle that were coming out because they were working themselves up into a lather, literally. And they would have one to wipe the sweat off their brow so the sweat didn't get in their eyes. And comedically, sometimes they confused the two handkerchiefs. At least I don't go that far in my preaching. So for those who listen to me on a regular basis, those who sit under my hearing, those who are in my congregation or attend any one of my services or listen to my services online on uh, particular platforms, I just want to let you understand and know why that I sometimes yell when I preach. And hopefully you'll be able to understand and not take the wrong way or take offense to how I'm speaking or preaching, but understand it in the way that it was intended, in the way that um, from, the, from the proud history that it comes from, and they'll understand why I preach the way I do and why I yell when I preach. Guys, thanks so much for taking the time to listen and to consider what I'm saying. And I thank you for allowing me the opportunity to explain myself, to help you understand me and my preaching ministry better, that you may be better edified as a result of it. God bless and shalom.